Listener Production. Hi, I'm Sasha Barbagat. Welcome to today's extra episode of The Briefing. Research for what feels like a real-life Jurassic Park is underway here in Australia to bring back the extinct thylacine, also known as the Tassie tiger. This apex predator went extinct in 1936 and has since become a bit of a legend, with people still claiming to have spotted them. An Australian researcher has now joined forces with a Texas-based company hoping to have baby Tassie tigers running around in the next 10 years. Tessa Randello from the Listener Newsroom in Hobart is here to tell us the story. Tessa, there is heaps to unpack here. How did this project even get started? So it actually got started ages ago. Melbourne University's Professor Andrew Pask started looking for DNA of the Tassie tiger back in the 1990s. And he found it at the Melbourne Museum, which they had DNA which was preserved in ethanol, which is different to how it's usually preserved. And it meant that they could get a much better idea of what the gene looked like for the Tasmanian tiger. Mm. And then he kind of did the work to get that into a mouse because you have to use the DNA from something that is extinct into something that's currently living. He then moved on to open the Tiger Lab to further that research. And that's where this Texas-based company, Colossal Biosciences, came in. They started funding in October this year. And I had a chat with Professor Andrew Pask, and he took us through some of the first steps. So we still can't create life where it's gone. So uh, the way that de-extinction science works is that you, you still have to start with something living. You need sort of a living template, if you like, to bring your species back on. So the way that it works is you have to be able to sequence the entire genome, so the entire DNA content of your extinct animal. What is the living template they're using? So it's a small mouse-sized marsupial and it's called a fat-tailed dunnart. They're going to make edits to that DNA to engineer it into the thylacine. So it's a little bit like how humans are 98% genetically like chimpanzees. With a little bit of editing to DNA, we can actually create that new animal. Mm. I can't help, and I mentioned it at the top, it feels very... Jurassic Park. Is that what we Mm. need to start getting ready for? Well, I asked Professor Andrew Pask this exact same question and here's what he had to say about it. There is a reality that, you know, de-extinction science is definitely going to happen. There's no DNA left in dinosaur specimens. So I hate to to ruin everybody's vision of seeing T-Rexes and Velociraptors running around, but maybe that's a good thing. Definitely. I I, I don't want to live in a world with (laughs) alive Velociraptors and T-Rexes. They've had their day on Earth. I guess, though, the question comes up of the ethical questions around bringing back things from extinction. Has anyone had anything to say about that, about the ethics? Yeah, it's really interesting. You have people kind of on very strongly both sides of the fence. Corey Brayshaw from Flinders University, he's a professor who is pretty outspoken about it, calling it really naive, saying they couldn't have survived because they need to be genetically diverse. So you need to have different types of each animal, not all of them that have come from one set of DNA. Mm. They're also saying, especially with the Tasmanian tiger, there's no habitat for this apex predator. Originally, a lot of them were killed by farmers back in the day because they thought that they were eating sheep and they were kind of impeding on the same area. People are also worried that it means we won't care about current animals that are on the verge of extinction. And then there's also this other group of people who don't even believe they're extinct. There's a Tassie tiger hunter called Neil Waters, and he's created the Thylacine Awareness Group of Australia. 
and they released what they say is proof that they're still hanging out in southwest Tassie. Sounds like Bigfoot. Have you seen any of the videos? It's a little bit like the Bigfoot videos. It's like these smudgy, dark videos of something that kind of looks like an animal, but you can't tell. No, absolutely not. Well, Professor Andrew Pask from the Tiger Lab, he's confident that the science that they're working on is pretty vital for conservation. He says that at the moment we can't bring the animals back and we already don't care because we're seeing animals go extinct all the time. Mm. And he has an example of how his work can help with that. We're also developing things like gene editing technologies for marsupials, which again, we're going to need to explore to help some of our marsupial species survive in the changing uh, ecosystems that we constantly throw at them. So, you know, uh, northern quolls, for example, are going to go extinct because they're eating cane toads, which are an introduced species. They die from the cane toad toxin, but we can actually engineer northern quolls to be resistant to cane toad toxin with just a couple of tiny edits to their DNA. And then not only do you save the quoll, but they can actually eat cane toads. Mm. Yeah, so the Colossal Biosciences founder and CEO, Adam Lamb, agreed that the work is all about conservation. So that's also the company that's going to be funding the work with Andrew Pask. When you do have genetic bottleneck, like in the case of like the northern white rhino or other species, we only have a few left. The ability to engineer in genetic diversity that has been lost through either synthetic biology or by looking at tissue samples or, you know, historically sequenced samples is is really, really critical, right? Because then you can understand the differences in those gene pools, and then you can even engineer that genetic diversity into the animal, right? Mm. I understand as well, this company is not only funding research to bring back thylacines, but they also want to see things like the dodo and woolly mammoths brought back. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. They're working on a bunch of de-extinction projects and these animals are all a part of it. And it seems a little bit fantastical, but they do actually have a lot of logic behind the animals they're picking and why. So the dodo and the thylacine specifically, they went extinct because of man who overhunted the animals. They didn't go extinct because of any kind of climate issues or anything that was happening at the time. Tassie tigers, like I mentioned before, they were killed by farmers who wrongly thought that they were eating their sheep and they also didn't die off that long ago. Mm. Adam Lamb also talks us through the interesting reason behind why the woolly mammoth could be a good choice. We picked the mammoth because there's been peer-reviewed papers that show that Arctic rewilding with the right density levels of cold-tolerant megafauna can make a material difference on soil temperature ranges and melting. And there's more carbon and methane stored in the Arctic Circle than anywhere else on the planet. Going back to the professor from the Tiger Lab, he reckons that we can have baby Tasmanian tigers in the next 10 years. But Adam Lamb from Colossal Biosciences was a little bit less confident with his timelines when it comes to woolly mammoths and dodos. So I think it's highly likely that thylacines could get here sooner than we think. I also think that it's highly likely that there could be other species that come before mammoth. But 2028 to me seems like tomorrow. And what I'll tell you is, well, I'll tell you definitively is, I believe there will be other species that come before mammoth. Mm. To me, you know, you mentioned it a bit before in terms of how we are already sending so many animals extinct. It's really sad. I think there's probably some others on the list that we should um, bring back before the mammoth. But I think it'd be pretty cool to see a woolly mammoth walking around. It'd be awesome. You'd get pretty (laughs) cool photos of the woolly mammoth, especially like 
on the Northern or Southern Poles. Oh, absolutely. Hanging out with polar bears and penguins. Uh, thanks so much for bringing us that story, Tessa. Thank you. That was Tessa Randello from the Listener Newsroom in Hobart contributing to this extra episode of The Briefing. Thanks so much for listening. That is all from us this week. You can catch the weekend briefing tomorrow morning in your feed.